right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we back live. Jumping right in. Episode 18. Yay, yay. Oh, we're back after a week-long hiatus due to some scheduling conflicts on my end. Um, yeah, he was actually getting that money. He was getting to the bag. Man. That's true. It's true. We got a lot to talk about, though. Lots happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, it really that, a lot that needed to talk be talked about, like, last week. Um, <laughs> like, we could do literally just a full episode on stuff that needed to be discussed a week ago. Um but as we always do, we're, we're going to start uh, with our number 18s. I'm curious to see if we maybe go the same direction, um, but I'll, I'll let you lead off. No, no, no. I want to play clean up. I want to play clean up. Okay. I'm going with the flying Hawaiian. Ooh. Ooh, tell the people more. Tell the people more. So I'm going with Shane Victorino. Yeah. He... With the Phillies, I know he wore 18 for a bit, but he mostly wore eight. But when he was in Boston, he wore 18, um, was on the 2013 World Series team. Um, just good vibes all around. I Very few uh, hitters or pitchers or players or anyone um, gets all of Fenway Park to do one thing all at the same time. He was one of them. And when it's singing Three Little Birds by Bob Marley, even after the walk-up music has stopped, you know, through the actual PA system, it's one of the best ones ever. Um, you know, so I, I always had an affinity for him. Obviously, uh, the Philly-Boston connection always made me uh, like him a little bit better. I do. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you this. When he was on the Red Sox, did you appreciate him as much then as we did when he got to Philadelphia? Yeah. Yeah, because he he was big for us. He he actually stopped uh, switch hitting with us, which was interesting. But I mean, I I think everyone was aware he you know he was more at the tail end of his career at that point. But he ended up having some of the biggest hits of that whole run, and everyone loved him. Even though he wasn't starting every every day, you know he was still playing most games, uh, and you know he was putting up some some solid numbers um you know he really only played 2013 full um he was with the red sox in 14 and 15 as well but played a combined 63 games across those two years so you know but 2013 obviously was a year as well where i think you know the affinity for him was you know boston needed any good vibes we could get during that year so you know, he, he was the guy where it's like, yeah, every little thing's going to be all right. It was like the rallying cry of the city was his walk up song to a certain degree, um, which I think is why he got even more love than, you know, maybe just the stats would suggest that he should have had. But he had a he had a very good year, especially for where he was at in his career. He had a very, very strong year that year. Shane Victorino was one of my all time favorite Phillies because of how well he played on the field. Of course, like he played with so much passion, so much speed, but he did so much in the community. Like he built a girls and boys center in North Philadelphia across the street from Rasheed Wallace gymnasium at Gratz high school. Can't get more North Philly than that, man. Like that, that's something. And I remember, um, really remember when it went up 
And I've never been to a girls and boys club. That wasn't something we did growing up in Philly. But when he put that in Philly, I was like, he didn't have to do that shit at all. <laughs> like, like he wasn't like an all-star, all-world player. He just was a guy who was clutch. He was clutch. That's something too. He was clutch. He would come through with a with a steal, with a with a um, with a diving catch, with a hit. And every now and then he'll he'll hit some out the park. Every now and then. Yeah, he, he had a big one in our playoff run that year. And he had a he had a huge grand slam. Mm-hmm. which everyone that year talks about the Ortiz Grand Slam, deservingly so. But he had one later in that series, I want to say in Game 7, I think, it, if I'm not mistaken. But then he had in the World Series a, you know, three-run double to, like, really set one of the nights off. And I think it was the clincher. And it was like he did that in, like, the first inning. And it was like, okay, we're, we're going to do the thing now. Um, so I was like, yeah, that dude – and if there's one thing that really endears you to the fans of sports towns like Philly and Boston, it's not performing. It's performing when you need to perform the most. Oh, absolutely. Empty calories mean nothing in these towns. Correct. Yeah. I, I don't care if you hit 60 home runs. If, if they were all in blowouts, that does nothing for me. It does zero to me. I didn't care when Eric Snow scored 20 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I need you to score 20 points against the Lakers, bro. <laughs> like right. Yeah, and it's the weird thing. It's like, yeah, I people, you know, you would praise Eddie House far more for hitting like four threes in the fourth quarter to win a game against the Lakers mm-hmm. than Paul Pierce dropping 45 on the Pacers. In like February. Shout out to Eddie House. Um got punk slapped by Ray Allen and then you know I me and Kevin moving. So <laughs> Eddie House. Eddie House is one of those dudes. I think he was the last one of the one of the last lines of specialists in the NBA. Like people who did one thing. Like I think after the Eddie House years, nobody he did could, nothing but just shoot. That was it. That, that was literally I did no there's no disrespect to Eddie House. Edward House, no offense at all. I never watched an NBA player during that time who couldn't dribble worse at that height than Eddie House. Like, Eddie House literally had a worse handle than Dikembe Mutombo. I don't know that I've ever seen him dribble. Mm, that's to say a lot, because he was literally a point guard. I know. But every thought I have of Eddie House was, okay, he's just spotted up in the corner again. And he had, like, a weird little push release and, yeah. like – yeah, Eddie House was a, he was literally uh, I, I do this one thing. So everything else, I hope the team is ready for it because I'm doing this one thing again. He's also taller than I remember him. Wait, six three? Six one. I didn't think there was a chance he was six foot tall. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I thought they were gonna say six one. That means he's five ten and a half. Correct. Yeah, Eddie House he's is definitely not. not. I refuse to believe they be trying to tell me Kyle Lowry is five is six one. I'm like, Kyle Lowry went to my high school. He hasn't grown an inch. He might be six one in width. He's bigger than six one in width. That man is a strong six five. That man out here with a tweener body. <laughs> okay, so that was a good pick, man. That was dope. So I was trying to do something clever, but the numbers didn't really work out for me. I was trying to do the same route. Eight, eighteen, eighteen was kind of slim pickings. I mean, there was one guy that everyone's gonna think of with eighteen. Yeah. So you know, we let we leave those normally. Um, but yeah, I was trying to come up with something interesting. Had it been maybe a couple weeks ago, I would have tied it into the Super League and, and gone with 18 prim, you know, first division titles that Liverpool have or some like some team thing. I had one 18 in mind, 
but we're going to save him for 81 or 84. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I know what I'm doing for 19 because 18 didn't work. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the obvious pick. I'm okay. going to go with this guy because, I mean, he – I used to chair for the Denver Broncos when I was a kid, like I told you. But, like, the Colts and the Eagles were my two teams. You know what I mean? Always It's always Eagles over Colts. It's not even love at all. It's like picking kids. It's going to go bird gang all day. But I loved me some Colts. Players who played against him and played against the the quarterback GOAT and Tom Brady will say that Peyton Manning was the hardest quarterback they ever had to try to scout for. And that's I can't what wait. By the way, I just can't wait to clip that you just called Tom Brady the GOAT. Yeah, he is the GOAT quarterback. He's the GOAT quarterback. Once again, I said that quarterback. He's not okay. the GOAT football player. Well, I, I mean, but that that's that's new. You were still going that Elway was the GOAT. Of, of oh, Elway, oh, oh, Elway was the GOAT to me, but that last championship put it over. Okay. Me. All right, I got to give you Like I cannot – view what this is um and okay, back to the sheriff are, and quarterbacks are like pitchers you know what i'm saying like to me the older you get with quarterbacks the better i think they probably were because the rules didn't favor them as much just same thing with pitchers where like the older you go with pitchers the better they probably were because the rules doesn't didn't favor them as much as they do now but neither here nor there gotta go with peyton manning the only manning who actually was a great quarterback period period that includes Archie's bum ass. That includes the, the future Hall of Famer, Eli Manning. Um, and the only reason he's a Hall of Famer is because of the Patriots. Um, so I blame y'all for that. It's it's one of those things where Peyton Manning to me. Uh, but, but I was told that if you only have postseason, then you're not a Hall of Famer. Isn't that a thing that we recently discussed? We discussed that with a guy who didn't have anything in a regular season. That's different. I mean. No. If, if but if you yeah, made the playoffs, made oh yeah, Elon Manning made the playoffs twice. That counts as bad regular. Elon Manning threw a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns in a row, and a lot of interceptions. But so did Brett Favre. Um, it's one of those. That's it's cool. almost one to one. Like if you yeah, look they, at Brett Favre, kick running, them both out. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not keeping for Brett Favre. I don't fuck with Wranglers, and I don't fuck with him. But. It is one of those things where he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame. He played for the Giants. One, yep. no, he will. Yeah, once I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. If you look at, just, if you told me, Phil Rivers, Philip Rivers is more Hall of Famer. He's the worst quarterback in that class, like period. But he's going to make it to Hall of Famer, and Philip Rivers probably isn't. So, you know, that's what it's going to be. But I got to go with Peyton Manning, man. I think Peyton Manning doesn't get enough credit for coming back from a career-ending injury when he went to the Broncos and actually necking. Being, yeah, and being like an being an MVP caliber player into that last year, where they where they carried him to the championship, but he didn't lose the game. And that sometimes all you got to do is like don't lose it. <laughs> Just <He> tried. Hold on. <laughs> Just hold on, baby. Just hold on because the year before that, or like the year when he was like the MVP, I think he won MVP with the Broncos. The he year did. that he was falling out, they did not help him out at all. So that, they did go to the Super Bowl that. that year. Well, no, he messed up in that Super Bowl too. I don't care. They didn't. He help scored him out. eight points. No, they scored eight points. He threw a pick six. He he basically allowed as many points against him as he his team scored. Before, if you don't look, who was he throwing to? Uh, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Julius Thomas. Uh, oh, the team that he the team that he threw fifty five touchdowns to that year. All of those players are two and three players at their position on any good team. And Peyton Manning scored 50. I mean, Demarius, like, uh, was, Demarius was killing it back then because he was killing it with Tebow. Demarius Thomas was good when nobody knew who he was. 
soon as people was like, oh, we got tape, he was just a guy, just a guy. And I know he got hurt, but just a guy. The interesting thing with, with Peyton, he has, for the, the two Super Bowls he won, ne- neither one are, like, good games. Uh, but, I mean, he won the game, so. I mean, That's but you can, you can argue that the majority of great quarterbacks who won Super Bowls, they don't win them because of the quarterback. They don't lose them because of the quarterback. That's like really what it is. Like, yo, dog, just hold on. It's definitely a big one. And I get it, man. He didn't ball out the way he was supposed to, but Peyton is one of those dudes that like, I'll say it again. Like I said, Tom Brady's a good quarterback. I'll take Peyton Manning every day of the week. If you can say you got, yo, you got one game. I'll be like, all right, I'll take Peyton. If there's like, cause one game means that you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? If you tell me there's one season, I'll probably take Brady. You know, so like it's like one of those things, like an if so fact so type of thing. But Peyton is, he might end up getting his jersey retired by two different teams. Oh, and they also had Wes Welker that year. No, they had the corpse of Wes Welker. That was not a human being. That person should not have been on the football team. That person had probably 13 concussions in that year. How many? I want to see how many games he played. This feels like he missed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, without remembering anything. Well, he had to be there, I guess, a, a good bit to get some of those touchdowns. I'm going to say he missed, like, six games in the regular season. I'm going to go seven. Seven? Okay. Go seven. He only missed three. Ooh-hoo! All right, so th- that's kind of – He was of, concussed in at least eight of them. I was Yes. <laughs> that man should not have been allowed to play football when your brain is switched cheese. I mean, he had – Okay. Some of his numbers are so crazy to look at. He had 73 receptions still that year, 10 touchdowns. You see, you see what that is? That's regular season production higher than Julian ever had in any season. No. Yes. Julian yeah. Edmund, You want to say a- any season? Any season. Julian Edmund never had 10 touchdowns in a season. Um, I don't know about touchdowns. I know yardage and receptions, he exceeded that. No, he has a ton in like the six, seven range for scoring, yeah. but he has 1,100 yards, 1,100 yards, 1,000, m- plenty of, you know, 100 plus or two. Well, out of what he had like six actual seasons where he was a receiver, 200 plus, like a 98, a 92. No 10 touchdowns, bro. That's different. That's different, man. You're getting that double digit range. You you doing well? Something. We're also talking about ten touchdowns in a year where your quarterback throws fifty five. You're also talking about ten touchdowns in a year where you miss three games. Oh, well, that's that was a given for Edelman every every season. And still never got the ten. And how many? Even, how many oh, let's see. I'm, I'm curious now how many Demarius had that year. Let's check that's out Demarius. And, that, and that's the thing. That's not even the best Wells Walker. That's like the end of end of the years Wells Walker. Demarius Thomas. Well, yeah, but West the Peyton was throwing to four good receivers at that point. Mm-hmm. And he made them great. Okay. Yeah, no. Demarius Thomas was still an elite receiver at that point. Demarius Thomas is a tight end. Play Demarius Thomas ball. the next year had 111 receptions for 1,600 yards. That's with a full year of tape on him. Full year and 11 touchdowns. What did he do the very next year? That was the very next year. No, I said the very next year. What did you do the very next uh, year? So, year take the meaning thing. What did you do so the, the very next 2015 year? when they won the Super Bowl again? Or when they won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Let's start again. The year that they lost to the Seahawks, that wasn't the one I was talking about. That year he went 92, 14, 30, 14 touchdowns. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl, got their doors blown off 
um, mm. by Marshawn and the gang. The next year, directly after, 111 receptions, 1,600 yards. Yeah, that was the year after. 1,600 yards, 11 touchdowns. The year after that, 105 for 1,304, less touchdowns. But I think that's because they were with they had Brock Osweiler for a majority of the season or Peyton Manning, but, who but, at but, that point could not throw the football. But do you hear what you're saying? It's not Demarius Thomas, though. It's the fact that this guy was playing wide receiver as a tight end, and you couldn't touch him. Like Demarius Thomas was not that good. Like I don't, I know what the numbers say. He was not that good because you know why he wasn't that good? Because even when people knew who he was and he got hurt that time, he was trash. Like you don't go from being yeah. The Patriots cut the Patriots flat out cut him. He was literally trash. The Jets let him go. We no no. The Jets picked him up from us, I think, and then they let him go. Dude, trash. Like, that was real. Crazy. That was real bad because, like, we. I think every Patriots fan had flashbacks of Denver Demarius Thomas because of what he did to us in some of those big games. See, but that's we, so we picked him up in like what twenty eighteen. We were like, we got Demarius Thomas, and then it was like he was cut by halfway through training camp. And, and that's the kind of something told. Like, we can't look at Peyton Man and balling the fuck out, and then being like, "Well, your quarterback did this, so you know, result like that." But then give Demarius Thomas credit because he might have been a second or third option on that team, but balled out because he was such a mismatch with the possibly the greatest arm talent behind center. I'm not giving it to him. No. Nah. It's crazy how quickly Peyton's arm fell off, though, that he yeah, was man. cooking like that. Yeah. I mean, it happens. But but, but when your neck goes... Well, no, but, I, but when he threw 55 touchdowns, that was after the neck. I know, but the neck injury was never healed. He that's just true. somehow came back that year and just killed it. Yeah, I'll never forget when... When he the game that he broke the record for most yards, I think it was, and they like stopped the game. It was like early in the first, like he had come in like needing like three yards. Like it was something that some was like, oh, stop the game, do a little ceremony. He was so done that last year that when that happened, he got benched by the end of that quarter because he had thrown four interceptions, or by the end of the half. Yeah, it was like that. That Denver team doesn't win anything if not for Brock Osweiler. Like they would have missed the playoffs. I think what oh, their defense was great. Defense all time. Defense was great. They had a good running game that they just wasn't using like a lot of times. Uh, yeah. Was, was CJ Anderson, that was like his big breakout year, I think. So it's like they would have, they would have did stuff, but they were still letting Peyton pretend to be Peyton when he wasn't anymore. Like, right. That, I think, I think had they not been like, maybe Peyton's not the guy right now. I don't think, you know, I think it would have been like, um, like Derek Jeter's last year. Whereas like the, the Yankees were still running Derek Jeter like he was Derek Jeter, and he, you could argue he lost them a playoff spot because it was still a pretty good team. It wasn't it wasn't like an all time Yankee team or anything like that, but it was like him being there was a big negative detractor to how good that team could have been with a more competent shortstop at that time in his career, uh, and it's just living off the glory days of it. It's probably this you know even Edelman had the same thing the last couple of years. We're like oh Tom Brady has weapons he's got Edelman. It's like, or or the way Gronk was his last couple of years. It's like it's not, it's not the guy making one hand catches against the Broncos, like away from his body at the goal line. Like he wasn't that guy anymore. I, I disagree because <clears throat> Peyton was a hundred percent done that year. But it's on the coaching staff to play up to who your players are, and that's what it is. It's just, to me, it's the same type of argument about. Like, there's people who say Kobe is one of the worst players of the 2010s. That's what they say. Like By contract, by contract, maybe. By production. Well, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying by production versus contract, he probably is. 
And I would argue that's not on Kobe to be better than he could have been because he couldn't have been. He was in his 40. Yeah, you know it wasn't for a lack of effort for any of these. You got to coach around that shit. You can't, you can't tell a person to not be who they are, which made them who they were when it comes to being great. And then when that greatness isn't there, look at them like something's wrong with them. You need to put people – like if Kobe's out here, can't really dunk anymore, then bring people who can. If Kobe right. can't shoot anymore, bring motherfuckers who can. Like if Kobe can't guard anymore, bring motherfuckers who can. Like you can't look at him like, damn, Kobe, what happened? It's like, dog, I'm 39. What do you mean what happened? Like this yeah. is what happened. I'm 39, I came in the league when my parents had to sign my contract because I was a minor. Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff where I, I don't – I can't I can't rock with it. Like I can't really rock with it. It's like you got to look at it at, as a whole. And I think Peyton – if they were like, you Peyton, we know that you're great at Audible. Can't do it anymore. Like you just can't throw the ball anymore. I think that Peyton being a coach that he is would have been like, I get it. But I don't see, think anybody – See, but I, I don't, that's what I always wondered with him was I was like – you know that he has as much autonomy as a quarterback can have to be like, I'm running the show. Like, I wonder if, if he, I mean, as a competitor, you would think he has to have something in there where he's like, I, I can, I can make these throws. I've done it a million times. Gonna say it to him. Like, I don't think. Right. And, and that's why I think, I don't think anyone was like, Hey, Peyton, if you can audible, but you're not going to audible into something that you would have ran in Indy in 2006 when you had Dallas Clark, done. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and a rocket arm. And yeah, I don't think anybody, in there. I think everybody was afraid to to unnerve the go, the great quarterback that he was, and so especially only two years removed from such an unreal season. Exactly. That's why you got to be better coaches. You got to be better teammates. You got to hold people back. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have that accountability. And I think that that's what people were missing. But let's get off Peyton Manning. Okay, yeah, okay. Again, going back, one thing we can rock with and will always rock with, Thug Rose. Ooh. Back on top. Mm. Mm -hmm. We we, we didn't get a chance to cover uh, UFC 261, which was uh, pretty damn good. (laughs) (laughs) Probably an understatement. Um. Uh, at the top, before we forget, thoughts out to Chris Weidman. That was brutal to watch. Uh, did not it's, much care for that. Weird. Weird that it was him. That's what I was about to say. Like, is it not some type of divine intervention? Especially that- the weird stuff where, like, even Uriah Hall was talking about the weird connections that they have where Weidman was Silva's for you know, even to bring in the Anderson side of this weird little fight love triangle um of you know losses and then obviously the the leg uh just weird eerie yeah yeah it's not ideal <laughs> not what we would call ideal at all it's uh I, I mean i think whiteman's looked done for a while personally i was gonna say i wonder if this is it i don't think it is then he will keep letting him fight because they believe he could be a light heavyweight champion but i don't i don't know what what venue he's gonna be a light heavyweight champion so yeah i was gonna say well when he went up to light heavyweight it did not go well mm-hmm. i think that's i think that they're trying to still keep him at i mean before the injury i think that they were that was a long play I f- like, yeah i feel like i feel like his thing is he's kind of in that nearing that luke rockhold thing now where it's like yeah there's still some good there but you've taken a lot of hits and you seem to just be falling easier and easier. Obviously, different circumstance as to why this time, but like it feels just like no, but it's not dope because that's your body. After so many times of checking kicks or throwing kicks, shit yeah. gets up. 
Like, I don't, I don't even think that, like, if he was 20 and this happened, I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, even Anderson Silva had, what, 30 fights when his leg broke? That's a lot of fights. Something like that. Yeah, th- that stuff doesn't usually happen to 22-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that all of that has something to do with it. And I think that, wear and tear. Yeah, I think Chris Whiteman, people like him so much as a person that they want to let him keep fighting until things keep happening like this. Like, he got his lights put out not that long ago. And it's just like... Mm, that doesn't look good. Like he's starting to look more and more like how end of the career Chuck Liddell looked. Whereas, like, you know, I believe you can do this, but we don't really believe. We hope. There's a lot of hope. I don't see the skill. I don't see the athleticism. He doesn't have a chin really anymore. Like it's. I don't. And Chris Weidman, no offense to him, was to me was never an elite fighter. He was a very good fighter who did elite things. He overcompensated. Yeah, he's one of those. He feels like one of those guys where he his career isn't greatness, but he has those moments that you'll never forget. He's mm-hmm. he's like a moments guy, and then the likability is a huge factor. Yeah, well spoken. It's like the all American moniker. Um, you know, the Tom Petty walkout. Like he's just like a. He, they're all moment things. You know, where you're like. I like that guy. This, you know, this is the question because everybody gets into everybody gets into this place, and I don't think he's going. Is he a UFC Hall of Famer? Um, I. Hmm. And the crazy thing is, if you got to think about it, then that says a lot about him because everybody gets into the UFC Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, but not our UFC Hall of Fame usually. Oh, you know, I tell ours. I'm not talking yeah. about ours. So yeah, I don't. I don't want my hesitation to say that. My, my gut reaction on will the UFC put him in is yes. Yeah, of course but they will. I'm, I'm, I, I, I went to, is he deserving? 15 wins. That's not me. That's as a pro MMA fighter. Um, He has. Seven losses? Six. Six. Um, he has two wins in his last. Eight. Mm. So he was undefeated and now he's lost six out of eight. That's nasty. Granted, one of those wins is impressive. It was Kelvin Gastelum uh, by submission. But Kelvin Gastelum is that to me, Kevin Gastelum. But this is like, this was like 2017 middleweight Kevin Gastelum, where he's still a uh, welterweight. Yeah, I'm about to say Kevin Gastelum to me is the gatekeeper for all of these fighters. This is like yo, if you could be Kevin Gastelum, we might give you a title shot. Like he is never the dude that you're like he's the best. He's like yo, if you can get past him. We'll talk about it. I think that Adesanya fight made him the gatekeeper for a little while in that division. He said, I'm willing to die for this. Yeah. But I think it was like everyone, everyone's like, oh, I love Kelvin Gastelum now. And then who, who's he fought? Because the Till one was definitely that. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not get off topic. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Why do you think the UFC is going to put him in the Hall of Fame? Is it only because of Anderson Silva? Yes. That's, it feels that way. Um, that mm-hmm. moment, I mean, that moment, you know, if there was a way to put a moment in the Hall of Fame, that is in. So they should put his trunks in the Hall of Fame and not him. Like how, how, yeah, yeah. Like I want, I want, you know, like the same way you would put sneakers in the Hall of Fame or, yeah, like or Devin a bat. Hester, yeah. There's cleats from the Super Bowl when he ran. I, I want place. his gloves from that fight should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. I agree. But, but I don't think he I is agree. a Hall of Famer because right. you look at it, Kelvin Gastelum. You could argue has a better career. He's sixteen and seven. 
He has one more loss, one more win. And, he and he's 29. And, and he's, he's 29. He fight for better competition, too. Uh, the who's who's of people. Like, he never backs down. Yeah. And, I mean, he lost to Weidman, so I guess that kind of hurt, slightly hurts that uh, um, thing there. He KO'd Bisping, although Bisping was, like, still feeling it from getting choked out by GSP like three weeks before that. So, but yeah, I mean, he fought Woodley. That was a loss. Um, yeah. Adesanya, uh, Hermanson, Jacare, Till, Whitaker, uh, most recently, you know, he's fought dudes he's that the are there to scrap. He's fought the guys. He, he hasn't <laughs> taken any fight that he like, this is going to be a good one for him. Like it's always. Oh, I mean, and him. even you go back further to when he was a welterweight. Uh, Tim Kennedy, Johnny Hendricks, mm. uh, you know Neil Magny, Mark mm. Hart. You know, like all all these guys, He's Jake Ellenberg. Kennedy. Like all these guys are very. He beat Uriah Hall at the in the Ultimate Fighter, uh, Ultimate Fighter finale. Killers. He was fighting killers. Like he straight up like he he has the. It sounds like it sounds like a Diaz record. It's like you who 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 don't. All right, give me him. And he's tiny for yeah, he was he was small at welterweight. He has to be fat in order to make weight. Like that's what's crazy. <laughs> like Kevin Gaston literally is like, yo, I'll eat to make the weight. Yeah, he's five nine, dude. And and I'll bet if if they were like, hey, we need you to step in on short notice as a light heavyweight, he'd be like, all right, yeah, <laughs> all right, you need twenty not, more, cool. Dude, dude would not care, man. That's why he's such a dope dude. But like once again. The UFC put like RIP to the real Avenger. Kimbo Slice is in the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that one is like because he uh, does he doesn't belong. That's where it becomes okay. Is this now like the basketball Hall of Fame, where this is the fighting Hall of Fame? Because then it's not though. It's I know the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because if it's a fighting Hall of Fame, Kimbo's first. One hundred percent. Hundred first. Gotta be. He gotta be on the wall when you walk in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the Babe Ruth. He 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 is the white Babe Ruth. <laughs> you didn't see that going around. You didn't oh, see well, that around? I've I've made that argument for years. Uh, that, 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 that's not a new thing. With no, yeah. it's not at all. But apparently, I don't have social media. But apparently, it's come back in full force. When people like, there was a, a color photo that there's or like a imagined color photo. Uh, also, by the way, I want to shout out the best tweet that I've seen in a while that I shared with you, you know, a week or so ago. Uh, in regards to one Kevin Ferguson, a.k.a. Kimbo Slice, that Kimbo Slice is the closest thing we've had to a real-life Avenger. That's why I said our Avenger. Yeah. Well, I said it because that, that tweet, like, that's – you know what's funny about that? All right, let's do this. All right, we can't spend too much time on it because we can go into weeds with this. Let's say there's five Avengers, right? Okay. Five Avengers – Damn, Hawkeye really has it like that. You sh- there's there's an OG six, and you're just like, nah, we're down to five. Fuck him. Five. <laughs> five Avengers. Kimbo is on that squad, so it's only four left. If you had to pick four fighters who's the closest thing to Avengers after Kimbo, who would they be? GSP. And, and what Avenger would they be? GSP is one. Ooh. Okay. It has to be. Um, which one is he? Um, bah, 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 bah. he feels like the Iron Man, where it's just like it, he's just smarter than everyone. Like he's just a little more technically skilled than everyone <laughs> in every area. So yes. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's the Tony Stark because he's also you know you know it, it just it feels like it fits. Um, Are we counting GSP with or without hair? 
Oh no, no, <laughs> no hair. <laughs> Your face. No hair. That was bad. That was bad. Yeah. Um. No, I'm talking walking out in Montreal. That that GSP. Yeah, with the gi on. Um. Next, we will go. I'm I'm trying to align with with some of the Avengers in my mind. I mean, are we saying Kimbo's the Hulk, or is that too fucked up? You gotta say who Kimbo is, and you gotta think about how Kimbo's the closest thing to an actual Avenger. So I think you gotta think about it in two ways. Who would be closest to Kimbo when it comes to that type of personification? And who is Kimbo gonna be on this team? Yeah, I don't Kimbo. Um to me, Kimbo will be the fighting Nick Fury, but we can't count that. It gotta be something. Different. Yeah. I mean, it's just Thor. I th- I think he's I think he's black Thor. Mm, that's a good one. I was gonna say the Hulk. See, I was gonna say that, but the Hulk to me, I'm I'm picturing not Endgame Hulk, where he's not like as sentient. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like that has to be someone where it's like it's just a totally different person when they're in there. That's the Hulk. But that's why I think Kimbo fighting in the streets is the old Hulk, and Kimbo fighting in the in the octagon. Okay. Okay, I I don't hate that then Because the Hulk did come up But it felt like it was doing a disservice to Kimbo Knock the guy's eye out I feel like when you get to that Yeah, no, we'll go with the Hulk Okay, I'll circle back We'll go with the Hulk for Kimbo I told you Um, his eye out You would look at me like Oh, we can't talk about anything else That's that's what you Yeah, yeah Okay, so we got that Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we got Iron Man We got the Hulk Mm, you named it. You named this fighter earlier. I think is on the team. Did, did I did? Yeah. I mean, I was it on one of someone's records or a different one? Mm, we were told we just gave a shout out to him. Thug Rose. Oh, okay. You want Thug Rose? Okay. I, I, that's what I thought you meant, but I wasn't sure. Personal turmoil. Mm, no, no. I, I actually I have to veto it. Shevchenko. See, Shevchenko to me would be like Captain Marvel, but they don't come later. That comes later. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Rose still has like maybe a couple flaws. Rose has a lot of flaws. Shevchenko's out here like, I can fly to the plane. So I was just okay. going with the Russian thing. The Russian theme just felt like it worked too easy, but okay. Yeah, shout out to Rose. Rose gets it for sure. Why killing Shevchenko? I was thinking about Nunez too, but I think Nunez might be the Captain Marvel. I think Nunez might be with. with I think Nunez might be Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, no, I, I think she, you know what Shevchenko is is like the Dora Milaje, where it's like you're just. Hmm. It's just it's you're like oh you're in a small package, but you're like I'm not here to mess around. That's interesting because I feel like she couldn't be that because she is so dominant alone. Where like, okay, me, I would think that like if maybe if you, a Gamora, ah, uh, not dominant enough. Like it's just yeah, like, there's not many. A woman, she might, she yeah, might, she might not be. She might be Thor. <laughs> might be Thor. You're right. She might be. She might be Logan. All right, Shevchenko. By the way, you know who I was the one of the reasons I didn't. I'll, I'll circle back. I, one reason I didn't want to say Kimbo for the Hulk was I kind of wanted to make a joke and just say Mike Perry, because mm. that dude just straight up is the Hulk. 
I think Mike Perry would be like if Mike Perry was ever to be an Avenger, Mike Perry would be like uh he wouldn't even be an Avenger, he'd be like Loki. <laughs> he'd be like, yeah. He, he says some outrageous. No, I think Connor would be Loki. Nah, Connor wins too much to be Loki. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good point. <laughs> the mindset fits though. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Connor would be Iron Man, honestly. I I thought about that. He's so intelligent. He doesn't always win, but you always think he can. Uh, he's arrogant as fuck. The so is, is GS? What's GSP then? To me, GSP is South Captain America. Maybe Captain North America. <laughs> Captain Canada, baby, get that alliteration in there. You did, Captain North America. You know what I'm saying? Or, or he would be the Winter Soldier. Mm. In the ring, different person than out the ring. Like that motherfucker in the ring. I don't even want to look at him like that's a different kind of human being. And then I'll hear him with that accent. You know, I just respect my opponent. <laughs> it's just like, who is this dude talking? <laughs> okay, so here's one. And I'm surprised you didn't say a person's name who was, who was my number two when I thought about this. Uh, my, my, my brain is so all over the place with different names and options. Khabib. Khabib. I, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> My question is, is Khabib... No, because Thor is way too flawed. He's lost. Khabib might be the Thanos. I think Khabib is is Zemo, man. Really? Think about this. Zemo is so... He's so calculated. He's so focused. He doesn't go off his path. He's super rich, but nobody would know it. Like, he just feels like... And he's so dominant. And you don't realize until you look it up and like, oh, did all that shit? Like if you look at all of yeah, Zemo, like a lot of the the Zemo stuff is so is done so quietly that it's almost like Khabib just dominating in top position. Exactly. Like, oh, he fifty forty two someone again, and you don't get his credit until he's gone. Like when Zemo was in prison, he was like, "Yeah, we miss Zemo, dog." Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I'm going Zemo is Khabib. This is the name I'm shocked you didn't say. Is it a Diaz? No. Jorge. That, those are the ones I've been really focused on trying to do. Cowboy. Jorge. Jorge Masvidal has to be, if Kimbo is the closest thing to it, Jorge has to be right behind him. Like, Jorge could be, he could be fucking Hawkeye for all I care, but Jorge has to be on that list of, like, a real, like, he could be Ant-Man. He could be something where it's just like, yo, you're not really going to win all of the time. Jorge, Jorge to me feels like Rocket. Rocket Raccoon. Mm. That, that feels like Jorge. He's about that action, but he's also going to talk a little shit like and have a little fun with it. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Rocket Raccoon is Jorge Masvidal. Um, okay, I'm going to go a different angle. Uh, is Cowboy Cerrone Groot? Because all I'm thinking of is the version of I am Groot is Cowboy anyone, any place, anytime. To me, Cowboy Cerrone would be like War Machine. Okay. Like- Super reliable. He's never going to be the star, but when you need him, he's there. Or is, he, or is he more of a... Eh, you're right, because he's a little bit more grandeur than Falcon. Exactly. And he's so... He, like with the, like how uh, the war machine was paralyzed, we know he has anxiety. Conway has crazy anxiety, which paralyzes him. Yeah, but okay. Game, you never know what's going to happen. Okay, so who... So the ones I'm thinking of now are... Oh, you know, you know who? Uh, no, Shevchenko would just be Scarlet Witch. Yes, that's a good that one. works. Yeah, I wanted to put Joanna in there somewhere. I did too. She might be the Gamora. 
he might be that hand to hand action of just let let's get after it. He might just be on the other side because she's the boogie woman. You know what I mean? Like she don't she doesn't want to be the good guy. <laughs> you tell me she's not a pepper pots. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we we well, let's finish the original Avengers. Um, I'm um, ooh Hawkeye, Wonder Boy. Ooh, the last place you want to be is at a distance from either of them. Wait a second, how the fuck we forgot this? How did we not Israel Adesanya? I he's a fucking last Albender. He is Doctor Strange. You never yes, know that. Yes, that's who it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, well, because I thought of him because I'm, I'm looking at his name still on Gastelum's thing, and I couldn't find the link. I was like, he's definitely in there, but Doctor Strange, because he, all, all he is is that scene in Infinity War with the, when the arms come out. Yeah, that's Izzy. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Izzy. Okay. The biggest – or who's Thor? I'm going to go old school for Thor. Okay. Ready for Thor. The natural – all American. He always is kind of like out punching his weight, but he's going to do it because you know he's a god. Like, and at the end, they both got kind of fat. So, <laughs> and Randy Couture was never supposed to be that guy. Like every single time, he he always outdoes what we think he's going to do. Okay, let's see. I've, I've just googled something comparing MMA fighters to fictional characters. Someone put Shevchenko at the place of Black Widow. Someone put Randy Couture as Captain America. Oh, how'd we do? Anderson Silva. Spider-Man. Oh, come on. That's like, that was going on. All right. On to the next. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't hate Couture as Thor. Part of me yeah. wanted to go, oh, I'm, I'm going to go a different route. We're going still Black Thor. Calm Francis and Ganu. <clears throat> where there's definitely been times where you're like, he's beatable. But yeah. as it, as he gets you know older, a little more mature, you're like, and kind of hones in on what their power is. You're like, don't really want to match up against that. Mm. Or is Francis Ngannou one of Thor's weapons? <laughs> like, is Francis Ngannou the fucking Mjolnir and Stormbreaker? <laughs> <laughs> is he just like, yo, where's Francis at? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that the next one he's just holding it out and it's just Francis's glove just slides right on. Or yeah. is Francis really Thanos because when he puts it all together, everybody's gonna be gone. Maybe. But I, or is John Jones Thanos because he's John such Jones a is Thanos. Be good. I think John Jan John Jones is Thanos. He tries to use logic, but it's all flawed. He's like <laughs> you, you know who will be Professor Hulk, by the way? So okay, so I'm, I'm gonna go two ways. So Kimbo's the OG Hulk. You know who's Professor Hulk? DC. Mmm. Mmm. Okay, that's interesting. DC. Whoo. All right, DC Professor Hulk. Oh, let me think about that. To me, DC is just one of those big Iron Mans that. Yeah, Hulk- I, I thought thick Iron Man too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. That's actually that's actually. It's fun. I'm gonna spend you know in my travels in the next month or so, I'm gonna do that. It was the same way like when we were living in Philly and I was unemployed and I had to do shit to fill my time. There was one day where I just sat down and compared Harry Potter characters to cocktails. Okay. And I I think I still but it's like yeah my, my brain works in weird ways and I need to when I need to fill time 
this will be one of them. I don't know how I feel about that because I, I brought this up, so you're trying to say about my brain. <laughs> I'm saying we, I think we have pretty similar brains at many different times. Probably yeah. why we get along so well. I don't even know how I came over this. Like when you were talking, I was like, hold on. That's, yeah, that, the, I'm glad you said it now. That's the type of thing that I would think of at 1130 and mm-hmm. then not be able to sleep. I, I love that Izzy's Doctor Strange. Like, that, that one is so I, I like that we we kind of had to stumble out of the gate. We definitely stumbled out of the gate a little bit. And yeah. then I, th- I think it really picked up. We hit the stride. I also we love how we, with all the discussion of Chris Weidman, we didn't even think about the All-American for Captain America. We we're like, nah. No, no, I was like, mm, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to think of, yeah. Not that one. That was, too, that was the obvious one. Which one? We already put Anderson Silva as Spider-Man. That was the yeah. beginning of the obvious ones. What are the Diaz's? Ah, see. It's I, a Diaz, Loki. You know, no, you know who I think the Diaz's are? They're all the X-Men characters who can't be in the Avenger movies. And we're just like, <laughs> They're just still suspended. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, I feel like Nick. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, because I think either one of them could kind of be like Deadpool. We're just like, can you just be in these movies, please? I think I think Nick is Logan. And I think Nate is Deadpool. Yeah, Nate's a little more of a clown. And, and Nate takes, I think overall, Nate takes more damage because he knows he can. Yeah. By the way, speaking of which, it was great to see Nick Diaz at the UFC event a couple weeks ago. I, I saw him and Rose celebrated together backstage. We, mm, uh, we talked about like that. I, I, I don't think even Nick wants to eat a Pat Berry high kick. Okay. I'm not touching. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, all right. There's very few things in sports that I love and hate at the same time more than a, a Diaz cocktees. Mm. Like, it's just like, at some point, I'm going to just pretend like you're just a spectator. Like, I'm, I got from my own sanity, I just have to pretend like you're not going to fight. And if you happen to fight, pleasantly surprised. As opposed to be, be, me being mad every month that goes by and you don't fight. And I've been so happy if out of nowhere, the announcement after Diego Sanchez's shit show came out and they were like, oh, we need a new fighter for Cowboy. Nick Diaz. I'm gonna keep it real. My heart couldn't take that. Like I, I don't, I don't think I could. I, 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 I might not have watched. I might not have been able to watch. <laughs> I might fly down to Texas and be like, "Yeah, we we in this thing together." Like we, yeah. <laughs> we have to hold. We, we gotta hold each other. Make sure we get through this. <laughs> now we can. I can move around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, likewise. Nick, so like Cowboy versus Nick. At what weight though? What weight do you think? Because they both are like, what? what, what, what do you think? Oh, oh no! But but at the same time, they both would have been like, what weight? Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll just show up. Cool. What weight are you now? That's what we fight at. Like yeah. that's what one fifty five. No, I, I think one seventy because that's that's where Cowboy was already gonna fight. Um, but I heard that Nick has been cutting down to one fifty five. Right, but that's why he could bulk up to. Um, she's probably walking at one seventy then, mm. or one sixty five. Okay, so 170 Cowboy versus Nick. Also, like I said, I don't think it matters when you when you're, the names we're talking about are Cerrone and Diaz. They no. just want to fuck people up. No. Yeah. If they if they were taking new members, Cowboy would be in a scrap pack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I gotta I'm gonna have to dig through this even more. I I know that there's there's some names on my brain that we didn't include fighter wise, um, Avenger wise. This is interesting. I don't know how I came up. I have one good idea like every month. I'm also going to go like the problem is I know I'm going to go way beyond this. 
<laughs> and I'm going to start going like not actual Avengers, but just like in the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, all right, who's happy Hogan? Who's, you know, this, that, the other. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to come up with some. So hopefully I'm going to try and, and crack into this this week um, at all times that I'm not securing the bag uh, or packing. And I will get back to you on this. Right, I got I'm going to say before we transition to a new topic that I'm going to let you throw to. Okay. Got- Start me with an Avenger. Start me with the Avenger first. I know who Loki is. Okay. This is the one that I'm, I'm putting the most pressure on myself because I think it's such a complex character. So go. Huntington Beach Bad Boy. Ooh. I, I don't think he's likable enough to be Loki. He was likable enough back before he took it all off the sidewalk. I mean, he didn't die for his brother like Loki did, but, but they both were like, think about this, like in the beginning, it's like, oh, I don't know if I like this guy. Then it's like, oh, he's kind of funny. He's kind of cool. And like, this guy's an idiot. And you keep fucking shit up. That's where we are with, I mean, Loki's show's coming out, so we're going to have a different perspective. But to me, that's what he is right now. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I, I just don't want Tito Ortiz to be anything. <laughs> That's where I'm really stuck on it a little bit. I'm just like, yeah, no, it doesn't. I, I'm going to come. I, I vow now I'm going to come up with a better one. That is my promise to you. But uh, yeah, big event. Um, shout out to Kamaru Usman as well. Um, Street Jesus, first time in his life. Big time. Um, but Is yeah, over- like when it comes to contending for a title, not fighting, not mm-hmm. winning, contending for a title. I think I um, he might win a couple contenderish fights. I don't think he'll ever get a title shot again, and I don't think he'll ever. I don't think we'll ever feel like he can win a title as long as Usman is there. Because he truly is getting much better, it feels, every performance. I mean, I guess back-to-back against Masvidal. Or, or well, what, was it back-to-back? Because mm. he, he fought Colby in between, right? No, he fought Colby before Masvidal, and then he fought... Um... Oh, he fought Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns, yeah. Yeah, dude. dude, dude uh, I'm glad I'm vaccinated because I need to get out of the house. The COVID world, everything happened at the same time or out of order. I feel like in my memory now, but um, yeah, he looked great. And I, yeah, I don't think Masvidal will ever kind of get back into it again. Um, but yeah, excited for Cowboy to fight this weekend, though. I, I'm a little upset that it's the same weekend that Canelo fights when. If it wasn't Cowboy fighting, I probably would go to the Canelo fight. And now I feel like mm, I got to watch Cowboy. I feel like a weird loyalty to do that, um, which is probably dumb. I should probably go watch the Canelo Saunders fight. Um, so go watch Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. I still might. I still might. Tickets aren't that bad, I don't think. You can also just watch the Cowboy fight at the fight. <laughs> you can just put your phone up. Could do that. <laughs> Very much could do that. You literally could be within a fighting fight. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the week progresses. I, I may not feel up for it, but how much are those tickets for me? Uh, I think the cheapest were like 40 50 bucks, so really not bad at all. Not bad. Is that Cowboy Stadium? Yeah, mm. and full, they, ca- they, full cap makes tickets price uh cheaper. Yeah, they have the full, they have the uh, the biggest 
monitored screens in in all of America, North America. So they're big. Yeah, we had our uh, holiday party there uh, in 2019, and because uh, it was our holiday party, but based on availability of the venue, we had to go in October. And so I remember I was watching Florida. I was watching Florida LSU, but we were like down on the field, and I'm just like, you know, to watch like a 10 yard play, you're like. It's like, you know, full pan, you know, it's not even half the screen. So, um, but yeah, big fights going on. Um, what else is, what else has happened in the last couple of weeks? I, I mean, it feels like this has to be when we discuss episode six. No, it feels like a pretty natural progression. Sure. You know, uh, I'll let you start because I have some gripes with episode six. Mm. <laughs> I thought I was going to have more gripes than I did. Have you watched it once or more than once? I watched it for a second. I watched it for a second time today. Okay. Um, I think I, uh, yeah, I watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it twice. There's a couple clips. Obviously, I've seen more than that. Um, but let's see. Should, should we do some of the positive stuff, kind of a, a synopsis? Do we want to kind of walk through it? Or jump right into pros cons. What, what what do you think is the best way to go about this? Pros and cons. Let's go. Okay. Let's get right to it. Biggest con for me. Mm. Eh, biggest, I don't know. I was really kind of pissed off. Like I was still kind of surprised, but it made me pissed off that Sharon was the power broker. Cause I was like, really? The most obvious thing was actually the thing. Mm-hmm. It felt like this weird double play where I was like, oh, it was actually her. And then I was like, Oh, now it feels lazy again. No cheat. Yeah. Um, All the sense in the world, but I, you know, I'm just going down my list of different notes. I have pro, very yeah. back and forth. Oh, back, back and forth. forth. All right, shoot, go. I don't know if this is my biggest one, but still a con. Okay. Those fucking goggles. That had a feeling yeah. you were gonna say that. Had a feeling. Get him some digital goggles. Get him LASIK. Give him something that he don't got to wear those dumbass goggles. He, he, looks he, like- he needs something, like we said, like the Star-Lord where he just taps on. Absolutely. Or, Absolutely. you know, like or the Iron Man tech where, like, everything just comes up and grows out. Like, yeah, that should just grow out of the wings. Mm-hmm. Those goggles are trash and it annoys me. I'm glad from learning. Obviously, I haven't read the, the <laughs> books or anything, but it's cool that it's a comic accurate suit. I think that's kind of cool. Um, it feels like they're doing that with Scarlet Witch as well. So it's kind of cool to continue that. Um, the one thing I will say that I was, when it got said, I was like, this is going to be so cringy. And I'm glad they didn't do it was, and I think you could probably even guess where I'm going because I've had this conversation with other Marvel fans and they felt the same way when Sam is fighting Carly and she says, stay down. And he starts to move back up. I think everyone was like, yep, he's going to say, I can do this all day. And I kind of liked that he was like, no. And I feel like that was kind of partially a message from the writers to the fans. Be like, this is a different character. <laughs> like, we're telling the fans, no, we're not going to do that. It, was that a pro or a con? I think it was. It was, I was expecting it to be a con. I think it ended up being a pro where they were like, here's a little type of connection, but we're also like letting you know, okay, it's different now. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a pro. I'm going to go with a, what I, well, what I thought was going to be a con. I ended up a pro since you did that. Okay. Cat, cat, 
now having a new and probably better role. Yes. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with, with his little transition, his trajectory, his little redemption song. Um, and he's still corny as fuck, which is, I think, necessary for the character he's playing. Yep. But I like that his little Home Depot shield didn't do nothing. Yeah, it made it made for a cool moment of like, oh, the, the shield fell. Now he's going to catch the bus. You know, like it, it was great to tell that story without him being on screen. So it was perfect for that. But yeah, didn't do shit. Um, let's see here. I think my favorite quick moment that like I remember watching it the first time I was like, you know, like noted was when Carly throws like the pipe at Bucky. I don't know if you picked up on this. He catches it with his right hand uh, yeah. instead of the metal arm. It was also very reminiscent of the Infinity War scene with Captain America uh, catching the spear. But I was like, oh, that was like a very small moment that like if but if you were looking for it, you're like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Was that a pro? That was a pro for me. So this is something that was pointed out in some videos that I watch is that the entire episode, if you look at it, new cat is on the left mm. back to so i left. saw that i saw that being said in the previous episode when he was doing his training thing because he was running on the right mm-hmm. and he always left room to his left <clears throat> yeah for 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 og cap so like if you look at it like all of the scenes with him and bucky together he's on the left it's just like one of those things like i'm on the left now and that's like signifying like that's where cap's at that's what we doing yeah that was dope um Let's see here. You know what I thought was a pro was the kind of to skip to the end of the episode when he confronts and talks to Yuri and really admits to everything. I think it was cool that they were like, not everyone's going to forgive. I think that was kind of cool that it wasn't this like, Oh, it's all good. Like, I get it. You know, he was like, I know. So I think it was kind of cool to have that realism. Like you can make amends. People don't have to accept, you know, what you did, you know, but it's like, it's, you know, I, I thought that was kind of a cool little thing just about taking accountability and, and trying to find some closure with things in life that it's not always going to just fix everything, but it's still necessary. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was that was okay. I'm not going. I'm not going to harp on that. At I'm all. probably looking more into it um, than it was, was there. That storyline to me was one of the better storylines in the entire series, and it just felt like it was rushed. It was disregarded. It was, it was Game of Thrones. It was season eight Game of Thrones. No, we're not going to do this. Season eight Game of Thrones is actually good, but I'm gonna was, go. there was loose ends. Con that fucking speech. Mm. I, was, I was curious your thoughts on the speech i was gonna leave that to you miss me i know you were miss me with that bullshit man we don't need you to be on your apple box for five to eight minutes talking about the ills of the suit yada 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 when you're wearing the suit like it's just one of those things where it's just like you to me it would have been more powerful if he didn't answer to nobody if he was like no i'm captain america not black captain america not not falcon america no, i'm captain america and kept that shit pushing because the fact that he spent all of that time explaining to America what it meant for him to be Captain America while also saying America may never accept him, while also saying I'm going to fight for the country that may never accept me, 
there was too many back and forth for me. And the speech wasn't good. Like, if I'm being honest, wasn't good. And maybe that's because recently I've written a speech. And I was a ghostwriter. Like, they should have called your boy. They should have called your boy. I don't even need so to. That's a, okay. So I'm glad we got. So that's really what the, the stem of this is. You're not actually upset at the speech. You're just upset that you didn't get to write it. No, I'm upset that they didn't. I'm upset that Disney, the, the, was that probably the second most powerful entity in the world, couldn't find somebody better than me to write a speech. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people out there who could have written a speech, but that speech was trash. Like, it was just, it was a lot. To me, it felt like, that speech felt like a white man wrote it from the perspective of a white man trying to talk to white people about race. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, he was doing a lot of explaining that he didn't have to do. He was talking about himself as if they're even going to care or like it, it was too much, like it was too much of a contradiction between the entire series and that speech. Like if he just would have been it was like, like, he went too much into the captain America righteousness way too much without into- keeping the Nolan's grit. He should have just been Sam righteous and captain American colors. Yeah. Did you, know, you feel, did you feel the same way about the tie in of the Isaiah Bradley Memorial at the captain America museum? That's one of my biggest pros. I think that shit was fire. Okay, cool. Think about it. Right. There might have been a total of eight sentences said between those two scenes. Mm. Like maybe eight sentences. And it was to me far better than the eight minute speech that they gave. Like, because the actions meant more. It wasn't about the right. words. What is happening? It was, it was almost very much, you know, it, it, I, th- I always think it's so fascinating. Um, like I saw this during, you know, that show just coming out was, that in the original Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier says like eight words the entire film. I can believe that. Like, yeah, or, or, you know, he's like four lines. It's like, who's the man on the bridge? Who's Bucky? Like, those are his only lines. You're my mission. That's it. But it's like you, like his body language, just the actual actions, like you can, there's so much there. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a really cool scene. I was curious if, if, after hearing you talk about the speech, if you were feeling that that was something that I, I guess, yeah, because he, there was no speaking, you know, they didn't kind of ruin that moment. No, it was like, yo, we watched over. I got something to show you. Cool. Um, another really small one. I think this was like a, maybe a little bit of a fan service thing, um, kind of paying homage to what got Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, their own show to a large degree was their chemistry during press junkets leading up to other movies. Um, the metal detector bit where Bucky says he off because they had this moment in the infinity war press junket where someone's like, Oh, I hear the Avengers are going to space. And, and Sebastian Stan just goes, I know I'm not going. And and they were joking about how his arm wouldn't be able to get through TSA. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, when that happened, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a, like, that felt like, like, cause it was in a, such a minuscule scene before the action really started. It's like, okay, that's a little bit of nice little fan service um, that like, the people that understood these, you know, characters and the relationship of the actors is kind of cool. Um, nice job, Cap. Cool little line. Um, end title scene, or, or you know, end credit. Uh, I've read somewhere that they it was going to end Captain America and the White Wolf, mm-hmm. um, but they wanted the emphasis to be on the Captain America, which. 
is interesting, but feels I, I, I'm curious your thought. It feels kind of like the speech thing where it's like feels like you're forcing a little bit. Like we all know what you're what you're wanting to say. Like we've just seen he's not the winter soldier anymore. He's the winter solstice soldier. I keep saying winter solstice. He's the winter solstice. I'm just gonna call him the winter solstice. You can call him else, dog. Like switch him up because he's no longer the winter soldier. That guy as brutal. He is he gets this was it six episodes? Yeah. Minimal. So it's like, all right, so what are we doing here? So <clears throat> I think that I get it. The climate that we're in, they try to make it more black. They try to do what they're going to do. I'm it not- certainly was no secret that a lot of this show was about racial undertones. So like, you know, they, they were steering into that hard from the jump. Yeah. Or even overtones like that. It wasn't yeah. even really hitting to a certain extent, but it was, it just felt like when it got to the end, in that speech, everything that we saw to me didn't meet that speech. Like this guy couldn't get a loan. The cops coming out and asking, is he is the winter soldier okay? As opposed to him when he's talking to him. Like a whole lot of stuff was happening that was like really deep-rooted, crazy stuff. And that speech was just like, man, fuck all of that. I'm I'm Captain America. And he didn't even say it that cool. It was just right. like, man, like I get it. Like you have the right to do what you think is right for you and your people. Rock out, do what you're going to do. But don't preach my air off, especially when you're preaching the word of trash. Like, it's just like, like you got to go into the book of Rakim, the book of Nas, the book of J. You got to go grab somebody and help you write that motherfucking speech. Cause that speech was so, if they gave that speech at a graduation, I would have left. I'm like, I know I'm graduating, but I don't need to hear this shit. That, that reminds me of uh, when I think of bad graduation speeches, I think of my college graduation, that was bad. <laughs> but um the one thing you know we'll end it on a high bucky got the invite to the cookout <laughs> there's always a source of pride listen man you get the invite to the cookout life is good for you you know what i'm saying like, and i've loved the reaction um you know on social media and stuff where they're like he knew not to make food <laughs> <laughs> he knew to go store-bought <laughs> bucky was like yeah i bought i bought the cookies <laughs> yeah. i think he brought a cake yeah <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Bucky was like, yeah, I'm not going to make any. That's funny. <laughs> I, I saw someone trying to like reenact it. It was like, you know, trying to entrap him be like, oh, yeah, make the mac and cheese. It's just mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got this. You got this. Bucky. Yeah, it's, it's, how hard could mac and cheese be? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's even funnier because that's the shit that white people ruin the most. Be the shit that you don't even need to do nothing to. Yo, I brought watermelon. I cut it up and I put lime on it. Why'd you put lime on a watermelon, dog? Ah, uh, it was it was a recipe I saw. We're not eating lime melon. Like this thing was going on. <laughs> it's been well, man, and, and all that that we've just discussed happened more than a week ago. That's kind of crazy. What's what's happened in the last week? The NFL draft happened. I, I that. Mm, okay. I don't. I got nothing interesting to talk about there. Uh, you know, this happened a couple weeks ago. So rest in peace, DMX again. Um, the Earl, a man, Shock G died too. Humpty Hump, a man who gave Tupac a start. He just passed away at fifty six. Yeah. Uh, the what I forget her name, but uh, the woman who played Polly Gray in Peaky Blinders and Narcissa Malfoy passed at fifty two. Oh, I believe. Right. Yeah, so that, that was a that was a big one. Uh 
damn, we, we weren't real, you know, cheery on these last few, haven't we? Life hasn't been that cheery. You know, we reflect the people. Reflect that's true. That's true. Roots. We're celebrating it, life. That's, yeah. That's what we do. When they go on, it's, oh, yeah, I'm going to say this too. Khan has nothing to do with the show. Fuck the Oscars for not awarding Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. Posthumously, when he won every other award leading up to the Oscars, and you gave it to my guy, Anthony Hopkins, who literally was at home asleep because he knew Chadwick Boseman should have won. And they made it the last award of the night, mm-hmm. which was like, oh, it's going to be Chadwick. And then I think I saw something where I, I don't know if they made a public statement, but there was like something being like where they were like, well, people are talking about it, so it's still great. And I was like, hmm. No, I know there's a, a, a you know a saying of no such thing as bad publicity. There's bad publicity, and the Oscars has had plenty over the last few years. So it's really like, why are you still continuing to do that? I saw two really bad car accidents today. I was talking about them. They don't make them good, but that's really what it is. Like, and I, and I read an article that said that the people who produce the winners and the people who pick the order of the show are not the same people hmm. that goes also to say that part of your staff knew chadwick should have won it that's why they made it the last award and the other part yeah. of your staff nah hold my beer it's not great awful man it's awful and and i get it i get it it is what it is like but at the end of the day read the room oscars like read the room i mean not not because he died not because he died but in part because he died. And that's going to be the last thing you ever see him in. And he won every other award. Like, it's not like, it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. It's not like this is just somewhere. In a, like, he didn't get nominated for The Five Bloods, which was his second to last movie, which was a phenomenal movie. He didn't get nominated for that. He got nominated for a completely different movie where he was co-starring with one of the greatest actresses the world has ever seen and arguably outacted her. And won every other award leading up to the Oscars, besides the Oscar. Yeah, it feels feels weird. Feels fishy. Feels strange, man. It feels strange. But rest in peace to to our king. You know, they just speak. Yep, they they just dropped the uh, the title. Lots of dates. Big. This is a big Marvel episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's what twenty twenty two is that one. Yeah, yeah, 20, I think it's like March 2022. Like 2022 is going to, I think it was, uh, I think March might be um, Thor. But I think there was like three coming out in the first half of that year. And I believe you're right that um, Black Panther was one of them. And then Spider-Man is also, what, December of this year? So it's going to be a fun couple of years to be a, a Marvel fan, I hope. I, I, I also, I did hear something to circle back. I heard Chris Evans was did act some scenes for the show for that last episode, and then they ended up not using them. Hmm. I, I I heard murmurs. I I can't say that I can cite any credible sources to this uh, notion, but yeah. I did see something that he had done some stuff with them, and they just didn't get used. I remember when we first started talking about this. I think I was the one who said he's not going to be in the show. Yeah, I I said last week that I thought he might show up. That was that was my bold prediction, but would have felt weird. Yeah, I mean, I also said GSP was going to call out Khabib 
Um, <laughs> and I think he's officially retired from life now in the MCU. <laughs> so that that one probably aged worse. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I forgot you said that. <laughs> yeah, I, what I, I think it was that, and then. I, well, to be fair, I, I think I can say that I have one come true. I said that we would see Isaiah Bradley in uniform. Granted, that was a bronzed version, but I'm going to say it counts. I mean, I mean, not in a Captain America uniform, but yeah, it counts as in uniform. Yeah, I, I, I see no lies. Hmm. Sounds like a white man talking about race in America. It's always something. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> Never win. That's well, my, my history usually did, but I can't right now. You know, never win. Yeah, I can never win except always. <laughs> I can never win unless you look at the books. Yeah, unless you look at the history, or was it? Uh, I think Louis had that uh, bit where he's like, "I'm fine. You can put drop me in any time frame in history as a white man. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be all right." <laughs> oh, sad but true. Sad but true. Yeah, man. So that was that was a dope series. I still think it's, it's far better than WandaVision, but who cares? You know? Yeah, I, I liked it way more. It was more down to earth, grittier. Um, I the the fantasy realm of WandaVision didn't do it for me quite the same way. Uh-uh. I also found that WandaVision, like the first like what four episodes, were basically their own entities, like. There wasn't much connecting episode to episode. Um, whereas like this was all intertwined storylines. Um, whereas like I feel like if you jumped into WandaVision episode two, I don't think you would have missed much f- from episode one. Yeah, it's it's one of these things where I think that it's hard for them to miss because expectations are enormous but they're not as high as it would be if dc came up with service because dc has never hit the same so yeah. i think expectations are high but the grace is also high we're like like i don't i didn't think all oh, division was great i thought it was good but people were like no it was one of the greatest i'm like okay cool whatever yeah do you it's good but i don't think we look at the movies like that like i think they'll be like i believe most people would say avengers age of ultron is not a good movie and easily the worst Avengers movie, but also one of the worst out of that universe, in my personal. Yeah, I'd agree. But like, if you go back and just watch that movie, it's not a bad movie. It just compared to everything else that we've been watching. It's like, oh, this is it? Okay, cool. Whatever. Yeah, I think, and I, I actually heard someone talking about this recently. It's like just the Marvel effect. Or it's like something about the entities that they put out. Like you watch those movies, you're like, some, a lot of times you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then you let it sit for a couple of weeks and you're like, it's all right. <laughs> so it's like even the and stuff. You're you're like you know. There's something about watching it the first time like that. But I I will say I didn't really have that for Wandavision. Like I think this episode, like the more you know, when I watched it a second time, I was like, okay, it was it was good. But there's some stuff to nitpick on. Um, but like the first time I watched, it, I was like, what, that was great. Can't wait to see what's next for them. Like. You know, even the speech, I was like, okay, it's a little corny, but like, it's cool that he's, you know, you're still in that effect. Like, guys, he's Captain America. That's sick. You know, but, um, 
Yeah, I think the Marvel effect is definitely real. So, but I'm I'm excited to see what's next for them. I'm excited to see because they basically have now, you know, in this announced you could argue four new characters in a weird way. You have like, okay, John, maybe five, because you have Julia Louis Dreyfus, you have John Walker as US agent, you have Sharon Carter now as the power broker. Um, you have who is James Buchanan Barnes now. You know, you got the White Wolf. Like, that's going to be a new thing. Because um, he's kind of a bitch sometimes now. Not in a rude way, but, like, he's much less interested in fighting than he used to be. How was that not going to be in a rude way? Yeah, it, it was going to be in a rude way. Um, and then Captain America. What? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was it was a harsher word than I probably meant to use, but Jeez. it's the one that came to mind. Right. We freestyle here, so. Shout out to the Winter Solstice Soldier, man. In the words of Ivan McGovern, a true bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not it's not savable. I'm gonna have to just edit a different word in there. I'll say he's a noble man. <laughs> he's he's just Uncle Bucky now. He's just Uncle Bucky. We'll definitely see what happens. Like, I'm not. It's weird too, because like I'm not like. I'm not mad that Loki's a month away. Like I'm like, okay, I can I can use, actually use a little bit of a, of a Marvel break in order to recalibrate and get ready for everything that's going to come like back to back to back. Yeah, like- and especially like a Loki style where it's going to be a little more sarcastic and edgy. Whereas this, like, I feel like the one division was like, oh, the fantasy aspect. This one was supposed to be like very real, mm-hmm. and then Loki's going to be probably. You know, a little more fantasy, but just with his normal, you know, quick quips, sarcasm, probably a little bit funnier. So it's a nice way to kind of rest up and and get ready for the onslaught of movies coming. You know, do you think um, I guess it's all, you know, someone was saying that they need to do a six episode. uh, Steve Rogers one called a man out of time, just exploring the return returning of the Infinity Stones. I don't much care for that idea. Yo, I'm tired of people trying to make Captain America relevant. Nobody, Captain America can stay dead or on the moon, wherever he is. Dog. Like, it's kind of crazy that they made Captain America like actually matter because he is at his core such a boring character. Boring as fuck, man. Which I guess is why they made sure that he always had like the best movies. He did not have the best movies. You know, first, no, no, not the first one, not the first one, but this, the the two and three. Civil War is amazing. Civil War, also, yeah, the other thing is Civil War is not. It's like it's a Captain America movie, but it's really not. Exactly. So they cheated. They juiced them. They, they but put- I think Winter Soldier is one of the best. Okay. That's one movie out of three. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any, like, he's got Thor beat on an average movie level. You can argue that Ragnarok is better than all of Captain America's. Well, no, the two. no, I think you can argue that, but the other two are so much worse. Actually, I don't hate the first Thor. But I, I the way, the level I don't hate it is kind of where I feel on the first Avenger. So I kind of put those on the same level. And then Dark World is not first very good. Avenger. I don't know how they made an action movie boring, but they did with the first Avenger. It's about, it's about the 40s. It's kind of just boring. I've watched movies about the 40s. Should be jumping in Black Air Brother. <laughs> <laughs> got that hooch got jazz 
Got scantily clad. Speaking of um, movies, this is a question to you, but also a reminder to anyone listening. Have you watched Concrete Cowboy yet? I have not. Okay. You and everyone else needs to watch Concrete Cowboy. Go learn about the real streets of Philly and the stables. It's a biopic of my life, so I already lived the story, so I was like, I don't need to watch this right now. Still worth a watch. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to not watch it, but I didn't run to it because I was like, I don't know what happened. You know, I lived it. I was at this point that I didn't know that that was a thing when I was in school. I, I had no idea that existed. Oh, horses? Yeah, I don't think so. No, it's not yeah. that far. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they do it. They have a lot of horses in West Philly. They probably got, I think they have more horses in West than they do in the North. Yeah, because I think it was, um, it's like down by Fairmount Park, right? I mean, well, Fairmount is literally in every part of Philadelphia. It's the biggest park in the country, if people didn't know. But, like, again, I guess nothing's ever too far away from Fairmount. <laughs> Pittsburgh is in Fairmount Park. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and like you're, like, three miles away. But like, yeah, but I'm around eight corners. It's like, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like when people are, like, 45 minutes from Boston, but they're like, I'm from Boston because nobody else knows anything else. That's what that was. Yeah. It, it just, it, well, yeah. It, I mean, Philly's the same way. So people yeah. are like, oh, I'm from Philly. So where are you from? I'm from Bucks County. So you're not from Philly? I always say, if you can't make it to me during an emergency, then you don't live in my area. Like if I was like, you, yeah, they shoot and they're like, yeah, I'm on my way from Bucks. I'm like, I'm going to be dead in 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Delco's way closer, but the problem is they won't be able to drive. So. Oh, no, they'll, 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 uh, they'll oh, no, I mean, I, okay, correct. They will drive. They won't legally be able to drive. There we go. Yeah. And neither could DMX, but he did it anyway. R.I.P. to the dog. R.I.P. We out. <laughs>
to the bottom Selling drugs and for know when the cops come Nigga jealous, they wanted to bribe us I was just trying to give me some dollars A couple dollars Turn my pennies from hundreds to common I'm so happy them days are behind us I ride by different spots, I get flashbacks I can't get on your level, I'm past that Watch me run that shit up, I can't go back to none Trying to get to the top of the world My nigga went crazy, walked in this car No one seen someone fucking this girl Fuck all that spinning block, that's that little boy shit We catching, we rocking this world I let everybody have their fun with me Never had a woman say she done with me I was working out on a company I keep money coming in constantly My little brody done be having runs for cheap Trying to get it, I've been on the run for weeks I think none of you niggas could come for me Both of my kids got it on the I'm the real deal All the way on half step Gotta do better than last year That's my motto Put a switch on the blick for the auto Put them things on the plane like I'm Rollo Proud to say that I finally changed up Why the fuck they keep bringing my name up? Cause I'm popping I can never go back to the old days no way, back to walking to work on a cold day Back to thinking my ex with my soulmate Back to telling myself it'll be okay We'll be okay, we'll survive and I'm roaming in OJ I was paying the bills, I had no say I can never go back to the bottom To the bottom, selling drugs, never know when the cops come Niggas jealous, they wanted to rob us I was just trying to give me some dollars Couple dollars, turn my penis from hundred to commas I'm so happy them days are behind us I'm so happy them days are behind me I'm so happy the baby don't found me I done keep some good niggas around me I got rid of them niggas down me Keeping good energy and I'm prayed up Tunnel vision ain't nothing can phase us Once you cross me ain't nothing can save you Pull that thing out of fuck, it's dangerous Bitch, I'm dangerous